Jesus be the center. Thank you so much. Jesus be the center. Amen? Anybody need Jesus to be the center of, of their life? Or the center of what's going on in their life? Amen. Got a little thing here. Set it up. Praise God. It's so good to see each of you today. I'm so excited that you're here. And um, I'm excited about today's word, about peace. Last week we talked about um, the power of hope. This week we're talking about the power of peace. The power of peace. And I'm just really believing that God is going to bless you today. God's going to help you today. God's going to bring peace. I think right now in, the, in this world, in this time, I feel like peace is one of the greatest needs in our society. You know, we have anxiety and fear and, and all kind of things going on and all kind of, uh, all kind of things happening to us and all kind of uh, during the Christmas season. There's a lot of emotions, a lot of things going on. And peace is what we all need. And John chapter 14 and 27, the Word of God says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as a world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Let it not be fearful. Praise God. Peace I leave with you. See, the Hebrew word um, is, is very significant, and, and uh, Craig mentioned it a while ago, and it was about shalom, shalom, or peace unto you. Um, and, and, and the thing is, it's like the purest level of peace. It's not meaning that I give you peace. Peace does not mean without trouble. Peace is not with, does not, that's not what the, the word peace means, without trouble. It actually means uh, harmony wholeness, completeness, prosperity, welfare, tranquility. And I love this little the definition that I found. Uninjured and safe. That is so beautiful. That is so beautiful. Most, most people um, in our world don't understand peace as a positive. They only see peace as a negative. They, see, they only see peace as an absence of trouble. You ever heard anybody say, hey, if I, do, I just need a little bit of peace. And they're talking about a momentary peace. A peace that's just the absence of trouble, the absence of pain. But the biblical concept of peace um, is not the absence of trouble. The biblical um, concept of peace is unrelated to circumstances. The biblical concept of peace has nothing to do with what's going on on the outside. It's the goodness of life that cannot be touched by what happens on the outside. Biblical peace is, is that, that, that no matter what's going on on the outside, no matter what happens on the outside, that, that inside, in my inward person, my inward heart, my inward spirit is at peace. And I am, I am you, can be, you can be in harmony, wholeness, um, um, completeness pros with prosperity, welfare, tranquility. You can have all that on the inside and still have circumstances on the outside that bother you, that make you sad, that, may, that make you be concerned about things. So you may be in the midst of the greatest trial in your life and you still can have peace. You still can have peace. Pastor, you mean to tell me that even in the midst of the biggest trial I've ever been through in my life, you can have peace? Yes, you can have peace. You, no matter what's going on, Paul said that he can be content and no matter what circumstance he faces. So how can Paul say that? 
He says, I can be content and no matter what happens because he knows all about that peace. As a pastor, I often go through things and, and circumstances on the outside cause me frustration or, 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 or disappointment or sadness or fear or anxiety, you know, or, or even uh, anger at times. You know, that's on the outside. But inwardly, I always have the supernatural peace. Now, here's, here's the deal with Pastor Doug. Here's how Pastor Doug struggles with it, okay? I know that inward peace is there, and I have that, and every time I turn to that, that peace always comes through. But sometimes Pastor Doug is human. Well, I'm always human every day of my life. But the thing is, is that I focus on my circumstances rather than that peace. So therefore, yes, but you, but you have that peace, Pastor Doug. Yes, but I'm not focusing on that right now. I'm focusing on what makes me angry, what makes me fearful, what makes me anxious, my concern, my worry, my doubts, my fear, all these things, and that is what fuels it. What, what do I say all the time? What you focus on, you fuel. If you focus on the negative, you're going to fuel the negative. And so we got to get to a place where we have that, 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 that inner peace, and we, we stop, and we have to sometimes just focus and just think and focus and penetrate and think about God. And, and Paul, you know, I said he, he, in any circumstance, he said he could be, he could be um, content. Well, in peace, even in the, jail, in the jail cell at Philippi, he was peaceful. He was in there with, with Silas, and they were beating him. They were whipping him. They had him in chains. He was bleeding and busted. And in the midst of all that pain and blood and, and, and everything that's happening around him in the, in the inner cell, he had peace. And he was able to look up to heaven and him and, I, and Silas and sing praise and worship to God in the midst of it all. And then after that happened, then the, 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 jail, the jail foreman came up there. The security guard came over there and said, wait a second, why didn't y'all leave? The door was open. How, how, did, how are y'all doing this? Why, why didn't y'all? And he, and, he, and he shared Jesus with them. He shared peace with them. And the jailer went home and was at peace in his heart and had peace with his family. James says in chapter 1, verse 2, it says, Consider it all joy when you enter into temptations and trials and tribulations. Well, how can you do that? You can do that because you know you have that inner peace. That word trials, the, the Greek is um, perimos, and it's double-sided. It, mean, it means trials that, 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 that bring you down and, and break you, or trials that push you and, and you head towards that peace and strengthen you. See, peace is not the absence of pain. We think peace is the it's not. It's not the absence of pain. It's not the absence of trouble. Paul said, I'm content in whatsoever circumstances. But you don't know what I'm going through, Pastor Doug. You don't understand. Well, Paul does. Let me tell you, let's, let's see what Paul's, Paul went through. Five times um, from, from the Jews, I received 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A day and a night I spent outside in, in the deep sea. I have I've been on frequent journeys. I've been in dangers from rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers from my countrymen, dangers from my Gentiles, dangers in the city, dangers in the wilderness, dangers in the sea, dangers from, from, from false brethren. I've been in labor and in hardships through many sleepless nights and in hunger and thirst, often without food, in the cold and exposure. And apart from all these things, there's a daily pressure and concerns of the church. 
Now, we ain't been through none of that. And if he can go through all of that and have peace and tranquility in his heart, then we can too. I have a friend of mine, Mary Ann Braswell. Uh, her husband is, is Anthony Braswell, and he is one of my best friends. We were, we were roommates in college, and he's just, a, just one of the closest friends I have. And, and uh, his wife has cancer, and, and she looked like she was getting over cancer, but it, it popped back up. But from the day that she had cancer, I saw this supernatural peace that I'd never seen on anybody that had cancer before. The most calm, the most serene, she just, was just, she just had this peace. And then all of a sudden it popped back up again. And I was like, okay, maybe this is going to show a little bit, you know, uh, it's going to bother her. And she just kept smiling and said, I'm just trusting in God. God's will be done. I'm going to keep going until I can't go no more. And then here lately, um, we found out that Marianne got a, a bad report. And then after the bad report, all of a sudden she caught COVID positive. And then she got pneumonia. And through all of that, she kept a smile on her face. And she said, I'm at peace. She said, God's will be done. Now she's since, out of that, I believe she's out of ICU now and doing a little bit better. But the, but the thing is, is that peace that she has, to be able through all that, to be able to smile and be able to say, it's going to be okay. Because I got God in my heart. God is with me. See, Jesus knew pain. He knew the pain of rejection, the pain of betrayal, the pain of the cross. He knew the pain that the disciples went through, and he knows your pain. Jesus says that in him we have peace. See, he's not saying that you won't have pain. Matter of fact, it says in his word that we will have pain. Matter of fact, John uh, 16 and 33 says, I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows. But take heart, I have overcome the world. So he's saying, I'm going to give you peace, but there's going to be lots of trouble. There's going to be lots of trials. Bad times, bad things are going to happen to you, but I'm going to give you peace. Peace is not the absence of problems. We will never arrive at peace in this life until we have peace in our internal life, eternal life. You'll never have peace. See, there's two types of peace. There is a relational peace, which is the peace with God. That's when you get saved and you ask Christ to come in your heart, forgive you for your sins. And then you have peace with God. You are at peace knowing that in the future, future times when we die, that our future life will be in heaven and that we'll spend eternity in heaven. And there's peace with God knowing that all your sins are forgiven. And then you have experiential peace. That's the, the peace that you experience, and that's the peace of God. You see, does that make sense? You have the peace with God because I'm, with, I, I, I'm saved and I'm going to heaven, you know, but then just because you have that peace don't mean that you have peace here on earth because you, then God gives us the peace of God, and the peace of God is what hap happens to us, and that's what transcends all understanding. See, the peace of, peace of God is not obtainable by those who are not at peace with him if you are not at peace with God you can't have the peace of God the peace with God comes first matter of fact Philippians 4 9 1 Thessalonians 5 23 and um, Hebrews 13 and 20 calls him the prince of peace it even calls him Jehovah Shalom the Lord of God of peace Jesus, now that's God. God's, God, God, God is a God of peace. 
And then you have Jesus. He's the prince of peace. He's the one who gives peace. He's, matter of fact, Jesus said, my peace I give to you. And I've, I've really studied this week and really learned something that, that I, I didn't see before. Notice he says, my peace. His peace. He said this when he was on earth. My peace I give to you. I'm going to send you a comforter, but my peace I give to you, okay? So that was his own personal peace, the same, the same peace that he had whenever he was mocked, whenever he was, had haters and traitors and, and murderers and, and those, everybody he faced that come against him. If you notice, he was always at peace, right? That peace that he had on earth as a human is a peace that he wants to give to us. He had a supernatural peace that was almost inhuman, that was unnatural, but Jesus was calm as a cucumber, as they say. He was like a rock. He never faltered. He didn't flail. Matter of fact, those who threw him, um, that, those that knew him knew that he was like that, but the, the haters didn't know that. And when they came to him, and came before, they, they were amazed at how calm he was. You ever been mad at somebody, and they just they looked at you and said, why are you so mad at me? And it makes you mad, don't it? Because you want them to elevate. You're like, let's talk. But they had a peace. And so when he came before Pilate, he was so, so calm. He was so controlled. And he was such at peace that Pilate became greatly disturbed of it. He said, Pilate was furious and said, um, whenever Jesus was standing there, because Jesus was standing there so fearlessly. And Pilate said, do you not know that I have the authority to release you? And that I have the authority to crucify you? He said that in John 19 and 10. Don't you know that I could kill you? And Jesus stood there just in such serenity he stood there in perfect peace and says you have no authority over me except for what is given to you from above that's the kind of peace Jesus is talking about and it says after that scripture from then on Pilate sought to release him Pilate saw that peace he's like man this man's innocent because if he was guilty he, would, he wouldn't want to die like that something's going on with this guy that I don't know nothing about and at that point he realized that he was innocent and he chose to, 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 to say, to release him. But see, some, some of us are, 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 are distracted by that. And we got to get to the place where we can have the peace of God. The peace, and the peace that Jesus is trying to give us, that, that he says, my peace I give to you, is the peace that he had when he walked this earth. He don't, see, he don't need that peace no more. He don't need that peace. He's up in heaven. He's a, he's a spirit. He's God. He don't need that earthly, fleshly peace that he had here. But he's saying, I don't want to waste that. That peace that I had here that God gave me, God gave me that peace. Well, I walked on earth as a human. It's already tried. It's already tested. I've already did it. I've already showed you. I was 100% human and 100% God, but I only, I only relied on God, but I only lived in my human's flesh. And so I don't need that no more. But I know it's tried. It's tested. It's like his armor. He's like, here, I want to give you my peace. The peace that I used that came from God. Because I did it. And I showed you that I can walk in peace no matter what turmoil happens around you. And I want to give you that peace. The peace that Jesus had was from God. And then he wants to give his peace to us. You see, Christ is in the, all through New in the New Testament is the, the, the dispenser or the giver of peace. Acts 10, 36. Peter says, the word 
which he sent to the sons of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ. 2 Thessalonians 3.16 says, Now may the Lord of peace himself grant you peace, continually grant you peace. His own personal peace. He's a grantor of that peace. God is a God of peace, and, and, and Jesus is the grantor of that peace. It's been tested. It's, it's, his, it's his mojo. It's, it's what he's got, and he wants to give it to us. And he gave it to us when he left behind. He went to go to heaven. It's like, I'm going to leave you with this peace. And it should give you the same serenity and danger. It should give you the same peace and turmoil. It should be, give you the same, same calmness and freedom and, anxi and, and anxi anxiety. And then we come to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is a giver of peace. And he delivers it as a gift. Galatians 5.22 says one, that, that, that's one aspect of the fruit of the Spirit is peace. Love, joy, peace, right? You might ask if, if, it's, if it's Christ's peace he's given to us, why is Holy Spirit giving it to us? Okay, well, it's, it's Christ's peace. He says, here, I want to give it to you. Okay, John 16 and 14 says, He will glorify me, for he will take of mine and will disclose or deliver it to you. See, the Holy Spirit's ministry is to take what is of Jesus and give it to us. Because Jesus left and said, I'll leave you a comforter. Holy Spirit, he's going to be here to comfort you. He's going to give you the things of me. God has the peace, and he gives it to, 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 to Jesus, ha, gives it to us, and Holy Spirit delivers it to us. See, he wanted the disciples to know that they were comforted and always, and that the Holy Spirit would provide this peace for them. See, there really isn't a, there isn't a hierarchy in, in the Trinity. <clears throat> it's not like God is a God. They're, all, they're, they're, they're three persons eternally existing in one person. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They're three in one. They're all God. They, they all have the same nature. They're, same, they're all equal. <clears throat> but there is submission to one another. Because they all have different roles. God sent his Son, Right? The son doesn't ever send the father because they know their roles. God is a creator. God is the author, the finisher, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. He's the great I am. God, the father, sent his son. He's God. And then you have Jesus, the son of God. He's the king of kings. He's a prince of peace. He gives us access to God. If we receive him in our heart, he gives us access to God. He is our lawyer. He is our intercessor. He is our hope. He is our friend that sticks closer than a brother. And then you have Holy Spirit. He brings gifts. He brings the gifts of the Spirit. He's our comforter. He's our guide. He gives us power. He convicts us. He guides us. He helps us. In my little infinite, my, my insecure mind, I came up with a way to maybe help explain it. I, I'm a picture person, and this may mean no sense to you, and I'm not, and I'm not using it lightly, but it, it made sense to me. Because, see, the bank is a place of money, right? And if you work for me, I write you a check out of my check, out of that bank, I write that check, right? And then on payday, I put it in the mail, and I send it to you in the mail, and you, you receive that check, and you have that, ca that cash, that money then, right? Well, the same way with, with God. God is a God of peace, 
The Prince of Peace, Jesus, writes the check of peace out of the bank of God. And he gives you his own peace. And then Holy Spirit's the mailman. He brings the peace. So you got God as the God of peace. Jesus ha has the authority to write that peace. And he gives us that peace. And, and the Holy Spirit brings that peace. See, John 15 tells us that, it, that, that if we were to remain in that relationship with the one who has peace, we have to abide in him and he abides in us. We have to remain in him. See, the world's peace does not exist. It's a lie and it cannot exist. There cannot be no world peace. Because no world without God can ever know peace. And how many know that this world does not know God? We can have a piece of peace. P-I-E-C-E of P-E-A-C-E. -E. We can have a piece of peace. We can have moments of peace. But we cannot ever have a world of peace. Because if you know God, if you know, know God, you know peace. But if you don't know, but if you have no God, there is no peace. See, this world's, the world's peace, peace is worthless. Since 36 B.C., there has been 50, nearly 15,000 wars. Before World War II, the world had an average of 2,000, I mean, I'm sorry, 2.61 new wars every year. But, the war, but World War II, despite of all man's enlightenment after that, um, organized efforts of world peace, that, that there's, been, there's been an average of three wars every year. Matter of fact, the New York Times said peace is a fable. Peace is a fable. The only peace the world can know is shallow and unfulfilling. The, only, the, peace can only the world can only have a little bit of peace without war, maybe. War without a lot of trouble. But to have that shalom peace, it's just not going to happen. Until the world turns to God as a whole. And one day that's going to have to happen, right? You know, but why do but people seek alcohol and drugs and, and sex and all kind of other escapisms to try to find peace? And they try to do all kind of other things to try to get peace. And it just doesn't work. It falls short. The peace of put the peace of the piece of putting on our blinders and going to bed and not dealing with nothing and just saying, okay, it didn't happen. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just going to ignore it. That doesn't work. That doesn't bring you peace. That brings you more anxiety. See, the peace of God is an unending strength of source. Stephen in Acts chapter 7 verse um, 60, he was getting stoned. He was standing up for God. He stood up and was preaching God and he was standing up for God. Okay, and, and they, they begin to stone him. And as he was getting stoned, if you don't know what being stoned is, it, what it is is they take rocks and they throw them at you. They stone you, okay, to death, till you die. But what happened was they, they, threw, the, they threw them stones to him, uh, to him, and it says he looked up, he stood up and looked to heaven, and he said he saw Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. And then he went to sleep or, or died. But if you notice, though, most places in the Bible, you see Jesus sitting at the right hand of the Father. So why in this one instance was he standing at the right hand of the Father? I believe because of the fact that because Stephen stood up for, for him to be a martyr, that Christ stood up for Stephen and said, well done. You kept the faith. You kept the faith. 
Paul was driven out of, out of a city and dragged almost lifeless to, to another. You know, we, we read a while ago all the things he went through. He was stripped by robbers, and he was arraigned after ruler after ruler, and he, 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 had, the un, but he had uncanning peace. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 12, he said, We are pressed on every side of troubles, but we're not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hurled down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we're not destroyed. Through suffering, and our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus, that, that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. Yes, we live in a constant danger of death because we serve Jesus, so that the life of Jesus will be evident by our dying bodies, so that life in the face of death, but um, so we live in the face of death but this is resulted in eternal life in you he said all that because he can have peace but then he goes on down in verse 16 and 18 of that chapter and he says this is why we never give up though our bodies are dying our spirits are renewed every day for our present troubles are small and won't last very long yet they produced for us a glory of vast that vastly outweighs them and will last forever so we don't look at troubles that we can see now rather we fix our gaze or focus um, our gaze on things that cannot be seen it's talking about hope there right so um, faith and hope for the things that we we see now will soon be gone but things we cannot see will last forever See, the peace of Christ is a great resource for helping us know the will of God. Colossians 3.15, let the peace of Christ rule your hearts, which indeed you were called to in one body, and be thankful. The peace of God. That, that word, that, is it when it says let it rule your hearts, that, that, word, word, that the word rule actually means to act as an umpire. Paul is urging the Colossians, the, the Coloss church, um, to depend on the peace of God so much that it umpires their decisions. That, that, that you make decisions based on that peace that you have. That you don't make decisions on my flesh. Do you have a problem today? Are you at turmoil? Are you in trouble? You don't want to let the peace of God make the decision for you. See, perfect peace comes from our focus is off of the problem and on our peace, on Jesus, on God, constantly on Him. Isaiah 26 and 3, you will keep in perfect peace all those who trust in you and all those whose thoughts are fixed on you. When you are constantly fixed on Christ, no matter what you go through, you can have peace. Now listen, yes, we're going to grieve, we're going to mourn, we're going to be sad, we're going to have all these other things that happen to us, and we are flesh, so we're going to get upset, and we're going we're to be mad, and we're going to um, be anxious, and we're going to be fearful at times, but we can't allow that to continue. We have to, at some point, reflect and focus back on the peace that Jesus gave to us and said, look, I've already tried it. it, it it's, it's armor. It works. I used it while I was on earth. And it'll, it'll work for you. P-E-A-C-E. P. Pray about everything. E. Enter into his presence. A. Accept his help and focus on him. C. Conquer your fear. And E. Eliminate negativity. That's how you're going to have peace. So I just pray today that in the name of Jesus, you begin to understand peace more than you ever have before. 
that you are able to walk in a place of peace, not anxiety, not fear, not anger, not, not disappointment, but a place of peace to where you focus on that whenever you feel all these things and you get anxious and you get, the, you get all hyped up about stuff, that you could take a time, get down and pray with God and focus on Him and then let that peace rule your heart. And let that peace rule your heart and be the umpire before you make that decision. Allow God to do that for us. He's offering us His peace. And the Holy Spirit is delivering it. But you know what? Sometimes I go three or four days without checking my mail. And I've been several, I've been three or four days before without checking my mail. And there's been a check in there for me. And I needed money. And I was, didn't go out there and check the mail, so I didn't have the money I needed. But if I would have went and checked the mail the first day, if I would have went straight to the mailbox, then I would have got that particular check. God's peace is in your mailbox. If you don't check it, you don't get that peace. You have to have that peace. Holy Spirit's delivered it to you. You just got to talk to Him and cry out and say, God, I need your peace. And this so world that's just so full of trouble, man, you go out there, man, people are just going crazy. They're just doing crazy stuff. This, this, this COVID and, and all this, the, 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 the racism and the, 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 uh, the politics and all this, man, it's just, it's just craziness. And I don't see it getting any better. So we can either check our spiritual mailbox and get that peace and walk around here and let people say, hey, how, how are you handling this so well? And then we can offer them the peace that we have. I just pray that you just surrender to God today and allow His peace to be with you. And that you pull on that peace in your heart and you really feel that. And that you take this. Everybody in here knows somebody who needs peace. Go put this on your page or tag them or share it to them. And let them know it's going to be okay. Because God is here. If God is here and Jesus is here, Holy Spirit's here, then he, they, they bring the peace with them. Right? So if you're in His presence, there's peace. I pray that you walk in His presence. That's the power of peace. Heavenly Father, we just love you today and thank you for all you've done and all you're going to do. We just lift you up and magnify you and glorify you. God, we just pray that right now in the name of Jesus, God, that you let us tap into your peace. God, that you allow us to get the peace that Jesus had. I want that peace, God. I'm tired of getting a piece of the peace. I, Lord, I'm tired of, of trying to find peace in my own way, thinking it's of you when it's just it's my own version of it. God, I want the peace that you gave your son that he offers to me. Holy Spirit, bring it. Bring it to us so we can walk in peace and tranquility and love, forgiveness and hope, prosperity, unhindered, unhurt, abiding in you that no matter that what happens we can have the peace that, that Marianne Braswell has that in the midst of even looking at death she has this peace that she can just smile 
and really mean it. It's not fake, Lord. It's not put on. And you can tell because it's a real peace. We pray that you give it to us. And I pray for everybody online right now, as well as everybody in this room, that they would receive the peace that passes understanding, that you would receive that peace in your home where you're at, in your car, at your work, wherever you're at, that you'd receive that supernatural peace. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. We raise a hallelujah to you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. God bless you. I pray for your peace. I pray that God go with you, his peace be with you, and strength. And I pray that you have a wonderful week and that you are just blessed and um, that you just feel his peace beginning now and, and you just walk in his peace and not in the flesh. And I just pray for that over you. And as you leave, if, don't forget about the, t the sweatshirts out there. If you want a sweatshirt, please sign up for that. And, and we love you guys. Call us if you need anything. We're here for you. And we'll talk to you soon. God bless. Have a great day.